Hey, and welcome to I Want to Be Your Canary. This is a Final Fantasy podcast. Uh, tonight, as always, I am here with my two good friends, Mr. Scooter. Totally not Ross. That's true. And Mr. Dyston. Hey, yo. Ready to talk some Final Fantasy, guys. Let's go. That's like, uh, I feel like calling on you there is like uh, if I called on you if you're on a game show. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> just happy to be here ready to win some money. <laughs> That's how I feel, yeah. The day is mine, Trebek. Good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like. It's like Jeopardy. Uh, when he goes and talks with everybody uh, after the break. Um, <laughs> hey. Today, we are going to be talking a little Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X. Guys, when I say Final Fantasy X... What is the first thing uh, that comes into your mind? Dice, I'm going to let you go first. <sighs> I mean, very first thing that comes to my mind was mind-blowing cinematics for the time. I like When that game first came out, that was the pinnacle of graphics. I truly thought that gaming could not get better. Graphics were not going to get better at that point. Totally agree. Uh yeah, for me, it was the definitive, uh, well, it was the first PS2 Final Fantasy, so um, it kind of defined the console in a way for me, that whole generation. It came out pretty early, I want to say, when the PS2 came out, maybe a little less than a year after uh, the console was released. So, um, yeah, like you're saying, it was a huge graphical leap forward, and this, the, the other thing that always stood out in my mind was it was the first voice-acted Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. thing that jumps out to me I think when I first think about it is I think of high school because I think I was a sophomore yeah freshman when sophomore it came somewhere out. like that yeah and I got it I think for Christmas and so that that I'll always remember um, that's kind of the first thing that jumps out to me and and that's very nostalgic uh, you know, like kind of like looking back at those times and, you know, you just think that life is a lot, it's a lot easier because you have a lot less responsibilities. You have a lot more time for Final Fantasies. Um, so when I think of I, it, I kind of think of like a nostalgic time. What, Dice? I, I think I'd like to change my answer real quick as well. Uh, ever since this last, last podcast, I think whenever I hear about Final Fantasy X, I'm going to think that Waka is Scoot's favorite character. Yes. Everybody should. <laughs> Best character ever. Fight me. That's, that's, that's never going to leave me now. <laughs> I mean, but... Good. It, it, yeah, yep. yeah. It's all about making an impression. Right. <laughs> Leaving that impression in somebody. But I think that that's what jumps out to me, is it just kind of gives me that, uh, that reminiscent, nostalgic, good feeling um, of just like, oh, yeah. I, I remember just playing that game uh, in my room. And then if my dad was gone, bringing it downstairs to the bigger TV, hooking it up. Uh, you know, you got uh, Napster and LimeWire. I think it was LimeWire, Kazaa in the background, downloading music, mm -hmm. talking on AOL Instant Messenger. Like <laughs> that was that was Final Fantasy X for me. And uh, I I just, it's a, it's a very nostalgic game for me in that sense because... I just I remember watching my grandpa play it because he lived in the same area that I did. And uh, he was he's a big Final Fantasy fan. So I remember watching him play it. And then I remember uh, just Blitzball. That's another thing. Um, it's tough to think of uh, Final Fantasy 10 and not think of Blitzball. Of course. Yeah. It, I mean, as far as minigames go, we've had a, uh, a show on that before. Some of the best minigames in the series and Blitzball is right up in that top. Uh, top ranking for sure it uh it was central to the story and it was a fun game to kind of mess around with yeah yeah it was it's definitely one of the upper echelon if not the top tier of mini games at least in in my view for sure yeah very much it was it was well fleshed out yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid so, to say i i didn't play as much at the blitz ball I, I i definitely dabbled but i didn't uh i was all about the story 
Oh, so you didn't get Waka's uh, ultimate weapon then? Ah, I see why uh, you're Waka now. Uh, okay, <laughs> full circle. I, I, I think that might be why. <laughs> no, it's totally not. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was one of those mini games that, yeah, we, we can t- touch on that stuff later, but uh, you had to, to grind it out. Yeah, and it's a, just a, it's a great game, unfortunately, like we've talked about uh, before also. It's like, uh, okay, uh, I've played about 10 games, and now I'll never be beat again. And after 20, nobody will ever score on me again. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that, that was the only, uh, but not, not to get too far into that yet. So Final Fantasy X, um, what do you guys just kind of like, you know, thought process, where do you rank this around in your, uh, in your Final Fantasy rankings? Is this, is this a one that's towards the top? Is this one that's towards the bottom for you, or is this one that kind of floats in the middle? Scoot, what do you think? Um, it's unique. Um, it's definitely not my favorite game. It's up there as far as the series. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with the timing and uh, you know how it was released and all these other things. It, um Nine, if I if I remember right, I think they released ten before they released nine or something in Japan. Um, so it, it's it's one of those things where you have these two amazing games come back to back, you know. And uh, I love nine too, but ten is so unique in in the voice acting. That was the first time, like I said, the graphics were just mind blowing for the time. Um, the way the story played out was so different than the other ones because it wasn't as open world. It was more linear. Um, new battle system, uh, but it all worked. It, 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 besides a few of the famous, you know, uh, kind of faults through the game, some of them are almost memes now, uh, it was a really, really good game. So it definitely ranks up there and probably easy top five, top three. Nice dice. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going top three. It's a top three year for me. I, I was I was a big fan of the Final Fantasy game, and and you know I gotta say I, I agree with you, Colin. It it just it takes me back, it takes me back to that that young Dyston, be, better times, better times in the world, a simpler time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. When there's less responsibility for us and <laughs> more responsibility for others. I I was committed, man. I was committed to stopping sin. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I agree. Like it, uh, it definitely still has that nostalgia pull for me too. I think that's why it's a kind of one that sits up there like seven, you know, um, it's an easy one to pop in when you have the flu over the winter or whatever. Uh, and Mm -hmm. you just kind of sit back and enjoy it for, for a week. And, and you know, Colin, and you, and you said, like, you talked about the, or I, I can't remember if it was you or your, your scoop, but the voice acting for me, it makes it a little bit easier to jump back to than some of the earlier games. Some, something about voice acting, for me, it's, it's so much easier to jump into, a, like, a, a, a game that was released 10 years ago if there's voice acting in it. Not, not, mm-hmm. to, not to, to, to slight any of the older Final Fantasy games at all. I, I love those games. But that fi- like the Final mm-hmm. Fantasy X, just getting that little bit of voice acting, just adding that extra dimension of character, it really adds a lot to the game. Yeah, and the, the voice acting, like I think you know, we've talked about, is a, certainly a point of um, not, not argument, not contention, but it's certainly a point where some people are like kind of turned off by it because, like Scoot said, some of it has been like to the point where it's been memed. In, in particular, when we're talking about uh, Titus's infamous laugh, yeah, no, <laughs> which is it's the famous like, scene, yeah, and and you know that's that's one great example. But uh, it was, you know, uh, yeah, I think it was it was uh, it was needed though that they needed to jump into the voice acting realm of stuff uh, with this game because they were going to get left behind as a series if they didn't. So. Uh, they're gonna have True. faults, and so it goes. But uh, yeah, that that laughing scene, and I'm, we've talked about it before on the show. But if nobody has seen or heard it, um, just go YouTube search real quick the Titus laughing scene. Uh, it is cringe city. And it, it, if uh, if you can't find that, 
take a look at Howard Dean in 2004 after the Iowa caucus when he makes his famous uh, b political blunder that really ended his chance at running uh, in 2004 um, when he's that going through familiar. all the states. We're going to take California. We're going to take it. I remember that. He now. does that yeah. weird scream thing. That's, that's what it reminds me yeah. of. So a forced fake laugh, yeah. Um, but so Final Fantasy, I think for me also, it is it's one of the top. Um, maybe maybe first some of that nostalgic view, but there is also a lot of great things about Final Fantasy X as just just as a game. Um, I thought that the story the story was cool because it's it's weird and at the end you just kind of get your doors blown off from kind of or or towards the end you're getting your doors blown off uh from what you um from what you know and as the game just evolves more and more uh it's clear that it was it was really well written and it was really well thought out just the story itself um and you know you start you start off as titus who's this like famous blitzball player for the uh Zanric and abes uh, which you start off with that that blitzball scene at the beginning is one of the coolest uh, Final Fantasy cutscenes I think that I've ever seen. When right before the game starts, uh, and you got like that heavy metal yep. song that's going along with it, just super cool. Um, and uh, then you're you're playing a little bit, and then all of a sudden you start seeing this like everything pull towards this monster that's coming out of the sea uh kind of tears up everything tears up everybody all the buildings and um and it, it's a, it's just a really intense opening scene but it's it's like it hooks you right i had a professor in college who said um if two thing one of two things don't happen in the first 10 minutes of a movie they'll like him and his wife will turn it off um and it's like, you know, you have to be hooked right away. You got to be hooked right away. There's got to be something big that happens right away. And yeah. in 10, oh, they that, 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 that thing happens. They started with a bang, for sure. I mean, when, you know, Oren's sitting there, you know, grasping you by your collar, basically holding you up, and you're both staring into the void of oblivion, it seems like. I mean, and then you get sucked in. Like, what? You know, it's a great way to start a story. Um, yeah, I was totally on board right at the start. Dice, what do you think? Oh, man. I completely agree, guys. This, I mean, it, it was incredible. And, and, and to go again, get into just the cinematics of that, just like the graphical leap we talked about, mm -hmm. it was just just completely blew you away right it was unlike anything you'd ever seen that at that point in gaming but i completely yeah. agree like mm -hmm. it, it was one of those moments that stood that stands out on, on its own but then you, you add on top of it uh, that just this incredible graphical leap and oh my gosh yeah it, it completely blew you away at the time you know and what was funny yeah. is i remember playing that first little bit and really thinking to myself even back then i was thinking gosh i hope they don't blow the rest of this game you know, is that, <laughs> no. that intro is so good. <laughs> yeah, this better not. Spoiler suck. alert, they did not. No, it, it lasted until uh, the very end. The, the twists and turns kept coming. Mm hmm. Yeah, it sure did. Um, now, kind of starting off with instead of talking story first, yeah, I think it's it's probably important fair to dress the the characters of this game now some of some very memorable characters uh in this game and I'll, I'll talk about you know talking about titus titus was you know just he was like zidane was kind of the first cocky like i mean cloud and squall were cocky in their own right but Titus and Zidane were more gregarious. Um, and so I felt like Titus was kind of, Titus was kind of annoying also. I mean, I, I thought, I thought he was kind of obnoxious, but he also kind of had a, a little bit of a, a lure 
about him where he was also put into a, a really unfortunate situation and really rolled with the punches. Um, so I, you know, I thought, okay, well, I can for, forgive him for this. But as far as a main character goes, how strong do you guys think Titus was as a main? Uh, I'm gonna let you uh, start you, that one. You know, okay, uh, strong if you factor in his relationship to Yuda. If if you take that away, if you take away his relationship, and you can even say to Walk as well, if 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 you're just basing this strictly off his personality. You know, probably pretty low, honestly. But if you factor in his relationships to the characters around him, pretty high, actually. I, I thought the the relationships that are developed throughout the game are were pretty convincing for me and added a lot to the story. Yeah. Hey, really quick, uh, I'm going to note this where we're at. Uh, 1628 on mine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to restart the Skype call right now because I am hearing a lot of feedback from you guys. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to call you guys right. We're going to keep the show going. Uh, so as Titus's uh, as a main character, I think was the the topic, correct? Yeah, uh, it, it so it's tricky. He doesn't fit the uh, I don't know, you know, your classical. It, it's a it's a kind of a coming of age story again, as a lot of these are. So it's going to mm -hmm. be this kind of person that doesn't have his feet wet uh, or her feet wet and, you know, kind of life and they're figuring it out and what they want to be and blah, blah, blah. Um, that bit did okay, you know, especially the, the arc towards the end of finding himself and all that. Um, the main relationships with the characters, I, I think I agree with you, is that uh, some of the relationships with the other characters were a little bit better uh, than him and, and Yuna. It was, a, it was a good love story, but it definitely wasn't the Aerith love story. But it did it did create a love story that spawned a second game, which had never been done before. Now that that's a very good point. Um, so you know, and we'll we'll touch on X two maybe not tonight, but mm -hmm. uh, at a later date. Uh, get, see if we can't give that game its its full uh, respect, um, <laughs> love that it deserves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so as, as you know, as a main character, Titus was. It's interesting. It's kind of like the Final Fantasy twelve situation where you've got uh, Vaughn and Balthier, or even Bach in that one, in my mind. Uh, and, you know, in Final Fantasy ten, you got uh, Titus versus Auron for a lot of people or mm -hmm. Waka for me, you know, because <laughs> Team Waka. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, it I think as a relatable character for a player, he does a better job than being a main character in the story. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. So, yeah, I, 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 I definitely kind of hear what you're, what you're saying there. Um, I don't think that he's the best, he's the best main that we've ever had, yeah. but he definitely has a strong supporting cast, uh, in that game because Yuna's kind of a main Aaron mm -hmm. kind of, I feel like he flexes himself to be, he could be a main if he wanted. Lulu's bossy enough where I, I just think that there's a lot of great personalities in that game. Uh, and the fact that, that there's... The him, yeah. Six, yeah, and the six characters that are in that game too, they're like, there's not a... Um, I can't even think of the one that we talked about last week in Nine who is the red-haired guy from... Uh, Ramp or Amarant, yeah. Yeah, Amarant, or even Freya. I mean, those were kind of, I, I felt, weaker yeah, characters. Probably Yiffy. Were, yeah, yeah. You know, what, yeah. one of the things that I really liked about Titus's character is that, like, going back to the intro of the game, is that he was he was the superstar, right? He, he was the man. And then, basically, he got dropped into this new this new dimension, essentially, this new timeline. Mm, yeah. And it's com completely like fish out of water experience for him. He's, he's then a nobody. And Yuna is yeah. kind of like the, the, the superstar, right? So I, I agree mm -hmm. that you kind of see this cockiness to him. And, and, and kind of, I mean, it, it, we go back to like this coming of age story. He's, he's trying to find his footing. I, I, for me, it worked. It worked that he kind of was this cocky, arrogant character that had to experience this fish out of water type experience. Sure. 
Yeah, and uh, that's a that's a that's a good point because he does definitely get dropped into a situation that I mean he goes from top dog to a complete yeah. stranger. Exactly. Well, but and yeah. also just to touch on real quick, it was funny that you mentioned the superstar thing. Uh, is that in the next game, Yuna does become the superstar? Literally, is it's. It's weird, and uh, she and she but, certainly was becoming that in in Final yeah, Fantasy because X. The, I mean, yeah, because it was all on her to save. Yeah, the world. she she was so. she was the, high, the soon to be high summoner, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I but just the, the just the fact that we can have the dialogue about these characters in so many different avenues and so many different uh, like the ways that we're looking at it, right, and talking about it speaks to the the dynamism i guess of those characters that they've created um you know all of those characters were 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 quality characters i mean for better or for worse waka was uh a he he was an important and vital character who at the very least he is memorable he Mm -hmm. played the older brother role that was too sympathetic yeah and and guys no 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 love no love for kamari yet no love for Kamari? The yeah, Silent Kam- Mountain. I mean, yeah. yeah. Kamari's good. I mean, Kam- Kamari had a really important role. It wasn't just like this silent Ronzo that you pick up who like, he, you know, he's one of Yuna's bodyguards and, uh, you know, he, he served an important purpose. And I, that is something that they did really well is they tied everybody to, in to be very integral into the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going, so, going uh, through the mountaintops, uh, you know, in the snow. I forget the mount. What is it, Gagazet or something? Yeah, I think so, Gagazet. That you got to climb, you know, and and get through to progress this story, and you get to go and trace Kamari's roots. Uh, you do get mm-hmm. to trace a lot of the roots for each character in this game, which you know I enjoyed because it really flushed out the group that was protecting you and or or now, you as guardians, I guess. Um, but yeah, Kamari's was. I mean, he was. He was beating up a lot of pain. Yeah, correct. Know, correct really me if I'm wrong. W- weren't the Ronzo? Weren't they like almost like a, a like an oppressed race? I've in in the world, yes, yes, uh, yes. But it, Kamari specifically, I just you know saying like even within his group, he was an outcast, so mm-hmm. he got the double hit, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think it kind of explains a lot of, about his character being so quiet and reserved and. Uh, when Titus first meets him, I don't think he says anything. He doesn't give me an option to respond or anything. Uh, the first few dialogue mm-hmm. bits, but uh, yeah. No horn, uh, <laughs> Ron Kamari, <laughs> <laughs> and they're giving him the business as his buddies there. Well, not buddies, but the bullies, the Ronzo bullies. Um, yeah, and, and and let's continue to talk about characters because I think that Final Fantasy X had one of the best. Uh, antagonists in it, and that wasn't even in the that wasn't even the main antagonist of Unalesca, uh, but instead Seymour. Mm. So, I thought Seymour. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. When I said Seymour, I thought you guys were gonna be like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh man. That's why I gave that break there. <laughs> uh, but I thought I thought Seymour was a. A great villain. He was a just a sleaze. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Dice. If you want to talk on him, like it, it, even at the start, though, you think he is a good guy, and it quickly. I mean, even just the way that his voice acting was, you can tell the uh, the like you're saying the sleaziness behind it. But uh, yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, I I re- I remember him. It's been a while since I've played Final Fantasy X. I, oh God, I I definitely remember the sleazy vibe for him. I I don't know if I can recall enough to ha- to have something to, of of interest to, to bring up for him. Yeah. See, I mean, it will for. Go ahead, Scoot. Sorry. I I mean it for me. It was is the whole story of. Uh, I think he, he the whole bit that was like a love triangle between you as Titus Yuna and then Seymour you know it got really really creepy and yeah. weird and gross and then there's a the whole fake wedding thing that, that was forced <laughs> upon her and mm-hmm. you're just like okay guy um, 
but Big uh, yeah in it uh but at the you know at the beginning of the story you're not quite sure how to take him because uh as a you know whether he's a villain or not because he saves the the arena of blitzball and uh early on in the story when they're having the big tournament and he mm-hmm. brings out his aeon and and you know there was an attack on the city during this this festival and he saves everybody and they're all going oh you're the best you're the best you know and then uh <clears throat> soon afterwards you realize his true intentions of uh using sin to kill everyone instead <laughs> not such a good guy right but you know one of the things that i, I somebody said earlier or I, I think i think scoot you said it um the voice acting of Seymour for for as bad as some of the voice acting was because it was so new for like Titus or yeah. you know Waka or whoever Seymour's was 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 killer like they nailed Seymour's like his was he he was just such a a bad guy and you could tell that just from just the way that he talked and I, ne- I there was never a bad there was never a time during Seymour's voice acting lines that I was like, eh, not really buying that. Right. No, he, uh, whoever did it, you know, as far as the actor, uh, it, it was very well done. Um, I think it fit the role perfectly. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, yeah. It, it, and when you're, when you're on Mount Gagazette, the, the battle with Seymour is one of the most frustrating oh. boss battles that... I, no. I would be surprised to hear anybody say they passed that their first try. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you I remember having to go back and grind on Mount Gagazette a little bit to get to the right level or the right situation or whatever it was. I just remember the first trial of that one was not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he is... He's a, he's a bear on that one. Um, and I that is one where yeah you have to go back and and probably grind quite a bit to to get to a situation where you're like okay I can actually take on uh Seymour because it's one of those funny battles it's one of those funny final fantasy battles where it's like okay this isn't so bad and then it goes from like this isn't so bad to what just happened I'm getting absolutely destroyed right now so yeah. Yeah, it's, no, it's one it, of those. It's it's one of those where it's like Osmo or whatever in nine at the end. You're going, I thought I was ready for endgame. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. I was ready for endgame, just not optional endgame. Yeah, but, you know, to be honest, at least for me, I remember that being a pivotal uh, story point, though, is that once you beat him on that mountain, there's a large chunk of uh, what the... Um, you know, when you kill somebody in that game or you kill an enemy and you see those little floaty things that go up? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the faith or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so right after that fight, if I'm not mistaken, is when that all gets explained as what that is and uh, and a whole bunch of other important stuff. So it, f- it felt fitting to have that hard of a fight right before that. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked as far as story stuff. The, well, the, the, the idea of the faith and um, just that whole, like, Aaron and, you know, uh, Titus and why they're kind of alive, um, it, it, that, that makes it, you know, that, that, that just, it's just a, a great storyline like it is it is a great storyline because there's so many questions and there's so many puzzle pieces that you're having to put together um uh in order to progress through this game so somebody says on uh somebody we actually got a comment which is nice that killed killed his own father decimated the ronzo attempted to kill the main party wanted sin's power for himself cheated death uh has a gnarly music theme. Seymour is an underrated Final Fantasy villain. Yeah, I put him up there with Kefka. I do. He's just he's, he's just evil. It, as an underrated villain, I mean, it, it's yeah. He doesn't have a laugh that's signature like Kefka, but anytime you see him throughout ten, you, you he just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but that's a great character. That's a, that's a great character. It's a great villain, uh, great protags. Um, 
you know, one one of the the, the qualms that I that I have, and, and it's such a lame thing, is I would have liked to have seen Yuna as as a main be a little bit more just lightning esque, I guess. Like I just I like that. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I ah, wish she would have been just more like I don't feel like Final Fantasy has done right by making quality um just like strong female uh, protagonists or yeah strong g- female uh, protagonists. You know, uh, I, I gotta say too. Yeah, I, I disagree with you here, Colin. I disagree with you on this one. Because I, I think that's actually a big part of her character development is that she's like this very, very unconfident woman in her skills. And she like doubts her ability to save the planet. And, and that's part of her character arc is that very slowly as you like start to gather these summons and then even at the end where you decide to kill the final summon, you start to see this little bit of development of her personality to where she, to where she does start to become a little bit of a stronger female lead. So I I, sure. I did like that that character growth for her. It, yeah. yeah, and two sides. It, yeah, there's two sides to it, and, and I I absolutely see that side of it. Yeah, no, and I think I would agree too a bit. But I I I see both of your points. Is that she is not the Lulu in the story for sure, um, but her character arc, especially towards the end of of. You know, and you got to remember what she's dealing with. She's playing this game to her death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would be a little bit uh, melancholy, too, I guess, throughout the story. She, yeah. She, yeah. But uh, yeah. And, and, and X2, yeah, yeah. And I, just like what you're about to say, Scoot. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no. yeah, the, the, the X2 is, is a huge part to, to Yuna's story. And you see, a big, I, I would say more of that shift towards the strong female lead in that game. Absolutely. I mean, it's three main protagonists that are all female, if I remember. Oh, it's yeah. been forever you, since you I be- You better game. believe it, Scoot. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, so, as... I, I, I hear what you're saying, though, Colin, is that... Uh, her, and it might... I don't know if it's a voice acting with her, but it was very soft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, the, the issue that I take with Yuna right now is more of a commentary on the on the Final Fantasy series itself rather and it's just me kind of like putting this on Yuna right now it's like okay they have a female lead um or a female pretty much main and they're just making her kind of docile yeah but uh, I just I want to see that I want to see just like that the way that they do that with some of the other like you know mains where they're just you know super confident and it's like look out get out the way um like i don't know that's that's just something i would like to see them try and do maybe yeah i i i I mean i see what you're saying but go going back to like the characters titus and yuna i mean they're almost the polar opposites right we have titus who was the superstar he is the super cocky guy he gets put into this new place and then suddenly he's the fish out of water no one knows him and he's still he's still kind of cocky and arrogant, but then you have the flip side of the coin, Yuna, who's like the, this world superstar, the savior of the world, but yeah, she's kind of like really unconfident in herself, and like you said, kind of sucks. She's like kind of has that looming over her shoulder, like man, the world depends on me, and it's very unconfident. Yeah. So for for me, it worked. I I, I liked I liked that kind of unique element to it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. It fits. I mean, for that for that reason, like knowing that this is going to destroy her and know like yeah it might be tough to be all like run and gun um so i i, I get it like i said i think it just is a, a a an issue that i take more with with the series itself mm-hmm. rather than um one character yeah and, and I, I mean because there certainly are games where i mean i i would say we've had like the female leads where i completely agree i i don't think they did a good strong making them a, a strong female character like for me i thought like in final fantasy 12 i i, I know we're not we're not kind of going talking about the other games right now but I, I thought ash was a character where i didn't think they did a good job with her i didn't think they made her a strong female lead 
but I don't know. For for me, Yuna gets Yuna gets a little check mark. She she gets the the good character, good good strong character, good good character development for me. I think that's the better point. Yeah, is that the the character arc and development throughout the story, and again, especially including X two. Um, yeah, does okay. I thought, I thought X two was just a weird transition. It was entirely uh, unexpected. For yes, me. I hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and somebody's saying right now in our chat said not the direction our character was expected to go. That is true. Like that was, like. No, I don't know. Yeah, uh, not at all. Because uh, really we weird. didn't expect her to survive, right? Like, as far as the story was going to play out, it was you are the new summoner, and the end of the line for you yep. is the end, and that's it. Yeah. So. And then just wielding, you know, Glocks, and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, what? What? So anyway, that's that's a, obviously a different a different story, but the the <laughs> the characters are memorable. The characters are dynamic. They did a good job with the characters. Um, and did a good job with, you know, tying that into the story. So, uh, you know, as far as characters go, I think it's, it's, it's nice because it's not a six where it has 6 million characters in it. You know, you only have six and that's enough for you to be able to invest and in. you don't have to, you know, if you have just too many characters, there's going to be ones that just get left out on the fringe. It's like, well, why are you with the party? Like, why are, why are you included in this? And right. I feel like 10 didn't do that. 10 did a great job um, of including all of its characters and making them, making them relevant, making them important, not making some of them feel just like, you know, like you don't fit here. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the uh, character at number nine that nobody remembers towards the end with the red hair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like lame. Um, hey, let's uh, transition away from from characters quick. And this this actually, sure. I mean, with the amount of time that we've already spent on this, this might have to be a two parter. Um, but let's talk about some of the 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 mechanics of you know we sure. we often say that what makes a Final Fantasy well a lot of it is is the battle mechanics, and we've talked about this that a little bit. Conditional turn based uh, before, battle system, buddy. Well, why don't you just go ahead and tell us about that, Mr. Dyston? It, it was it was tell a little yeah, system. It was a little unique. It, it was a little a little different in that there was a gauge, but there was it was still turn based. So you you could like you could cast haste. You could you could still you like there there was still an order. To, uh, it was it was uh, I don't know. It was, it was a unique system. I thought. I, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not giving it justice explaining it very well. I know, but no. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of going back to that the nostalgic thing for me is when you first pop this game in and you're in Xanarkin and you're doing the Blitzball thing and and then the world comes crashing down because Sin is coming to the city. Is you get to experience the bat the new battle system for mm -hmm. the first time with. Uh, basically just titus and i i think Oren is there but not in much regard he's just kind of auto attacking or something but you control is, him okay you can oh right yeah yep. but basically the big change for me was it is still turn-based mm -hmm. you know one team on one side one team on another the camera angles are more fancy because graphics and blah 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 but um the big change was that you get to see the order of turns yes. coming up and you can yep. change out your party members on the fly mm -hmm. as you know as a part of your battle choice uh to decide hey this this member is dying i'm gonna swap him out real quick as my turn and put in a new person um who's ready to go yes. as, as a backup uh so that was the biggest difference but other than that it was still very similar to how a normal final fantasy plays out yeah the the swapping the swapping the characters out that was huge that made like a you had, to, you had to make very strategical choices, especially during bosses, because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you know you want to throw in a support character uh, real quick for some debuff or whatever, um, and then toss him back out because it's Waka. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I thought the, I thought the battle system, like you said, it was unique. You were able to see the the turn 
in, like who was coming up and plan accordingly. Um, I thought that that was really cool. Uh, I thought that that was a, a really you could you know you could really strategize uh, in your battle and being able to f- to bring people in and out on the fly was something that was very unique to Final Fantasy at that time because if you think of Final Fantasy beforehand, if you wanted to switch out somebody into the party, it's like, oh man, like what did you do? Well, you would go in, you'd like take off all of their, you know, accessories and armor and that, and then you would optimize it to somebody else. And then when you brought them back in, you'd have to do it again or you'd have to do a junction switch or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was just a pain. Well, by having in 10, you didn't have to do that because you could bring them in at any time. Uh, doesn't hurt that everybody had, you know, it was their equipment was very specific to them. Um, and you didn't have accessories. You know, you just had a uh, armor and a weapon. So everything was super, you know, specific to them. But you didn't have to waste time de-equipping to equip and... Um, okay, who am I going to bring in this one? All right, who do I, you know, okay, well, I want to make sure that I level up Lulu a little bit, so I need to switch her into my party. Yeah, you could just do that, like, bang, 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 bang. And And that was nice. It it added fluidity to the game experience, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the last Final Fantasy, if I'm not mistaken, to be a turn-based game, technically. 13 uh, was. Yeah. Thir- okay. Yeah. All right. Look, but I, but, I forget. Yeah, I know. 13 is I know. in a mind vice that is crushed down to nothing. And one day we'll unpack it and have a can of worms a, as a podcast. Oh, but, I can't uh, wait. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, you know, it was the, the real last kind of turn based one. But it, it they did such a good job with it that it felt fast to play. It wasn't uh, even to today's standards. I don't think it feels dragging. Maybe it does. No, maybe. Uh, you know. I, I don't think that it does. I think that the way that they did um, the way that they did the battle system and the fluidity of being able to j- jump people in, jump people out, I thought that that was so cool. I thought that the way that 10 did its battle systems was the most, I mean, it was the most evolved and I think it was the best way um, to ensure that all of the characters felt important to you. You weren't like neglecting somebody for a long time and then it's like, oh, everybody's level 60 and then Sid's level 20 or, you know, whatever. Um, so right. I, I really liked the battle system. It was kind of a, the last good Final Fantasy that used that true turn-based system. And um, the, the gauge itself I thought was really cool. And I know that that's not just specific to Final Fantasy, but they use that in Octopath Traveler too. Um, and I, I really liked it in Octopath, and that's one of those things that's like, guys, see, see how much everybody loved Octopath, everybody loved Ten. Do that, do that again, <laughs> like, th- do that battle. Well, and, and, and we, if we're gonna talk about the combat, you gotta bring up the summons. You gotta talk about those summons. Oh, those things were just because that was preach, a, yeah, yeah, preach. Huge. I mean, uh, we we've talked a little bit about summons in the past, but. It was just, it was, first off, they were incredibly just beautiful to look at for the time. And it, they, were, they were so pivotal to the story. And, it, and again, it kind of just added that strategy to the game. It, it, they, they handled the summons very well. And it was an integral part to the summit, or to, to combat. It was an integral part to the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the way that they did summons, and we've talked about this, I think we talked about this two shows ago, um was very different than any other Final Fantasy uh, at that point was this you Yuna was the only person who could cast them Mm -hmm. and they would come out and they would fight along with you with their own uh, HP gauge yep and um, and if when that HP gauge uh, ran out then the summon was dismissed or uh, was lost but um, the summon also could get to the point where it'd use like it's super attack. Yeah. And which is it, one of the best things in my opinion, as far as, you know, uh, summon attacks and graphics go was a few of those, uh, I forget what their name was. The, the, uh, the boosted attack that you got with them. Um, but, oh man, you know, it's like mega flare with Bahamut and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, they were great. Yeah. And that was the, uh, that was kind of that bridge between like, 
you know, in in eight, it was a little bit different because you know you'd be casting it and it would have its own HP, but it would just be the summon itself. Well, this one it fights along as the the main, you know, it it, it yeah. is the party. And it is then, the party. It takes over the role, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. It, but then it also has the ability not to lose its luster as a really powerful summon um, once you get it charged up to how you know it's to get its boost. Then it can then it can use the the strength that the summons have that we know. So it's not just like oh well, here's just somebody who fights with the party. Dice, what do you think? Yeah, summons were awesome. Loved them. <laughs> they were sweet, man. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know what, what no, else to add and, about and the summons, but they were great. Loved uh, it. Yeah, quick note on that. I just enjoyed a bit in how they related to this story in 10 is uh, with the Hymn of the Faith songs as they changed each time you had to go get a new one and do the uh, the puzzle quests you know, oh. to enter the tombs. And, <laughs> and I, I know it wasn't a favorite for everybody, but I enjoyed all of that. Uh, very much yeah and and that's that is uh definitely final fantasy 10 was riddled with um puzzles and side games and quests you know like side quests and mini games and that that was a really great part about final fantasy 10 we've talked about blitzball but there's also on um gosh i can't remember the albed like desert island uh where you've got to go find the 10 cactars uh, in oh, the desert yeah. there. oh yeah that's just awesome that's that isn't that's a favorite right there yeah. there's the not just blitzball but recruiting for blitzball you know you could go around and it's like there's no salary cap and you know you're just absolutely loaded that entire game <laughs> so it's like you're the yankees and you're just yeah. like hey you want to play for 99 games you're never yeah. leaving so uh um, yeah but there, there was that, but there was also, you know, when you were in the temples, um, having to put together, you know, move through the temples. Um, but there was also optional stuff in those. It was, you know, it was like, okay, well, here's a destruction mm-hmm. sphere. You know, if you can get it to this wall, it'll blow this wall up and then you'll be able to get this treasure or whatever. Um, so it wasn't just like, oh, well, there's only one way to figure it out. There were a few different, you know, avenues to get through right. those, depending on how much you wanted to do and how much you wanted to get out of it. You know what? Well, I got a story for you guys after the show. I'll, I'll share with you uh, about that specific thing. But, uh, yeah, some of them were hard. Uh, they took a long time. And uh, I, anyway, yeah, good part of the story for the, the Aeons and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for some of the minigame stuff, you know, there's that Chocobo balloon racing that is notoriously yeah. difficult oh. there was the lightning bolt dodging uh my favorite part of the game yep uh, to I, get I, lulu's ultimate weapon yeah it, but just like masochistic things oh yeah well but i mean it's classic final fantasy it's it's you're gonna <laughs> you gotta earn it until you're 50 years old <laughs> well it, it but that's uh that's part of the the allure, you know, to it is like some people are just like, I have to, I have to complete this, I have to hundred percent this, I have to get yeah. a million lightning jumps, and I have to, you know, um, so that that's that that's one of those things about that game that just is, you know, you look back on it, and you say just how ridiculous was that, but you know, people did it, so <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. It's there was there was so much to Final Fantasy X in that regard. There's the monster arena as well. Like these things that just keep coming to me. Oh, what Dyson? Are you kidding me? It's your boy Yojimbo. Oh, I, I believe me. I I just thought since we, since we talked about the summons episode, I wasn't going to talk about it. But lo, love Yojimbo. Oh, no, no, no. Best best summon there is in the entire entire Final Fantasy saga, in my opinion. Oh man, yeah, dude. Give us give us the because Yojimbo is a side quest. Mm-hmm. That's a good side quest too, and a totally optional one. Yeah, I mean, just well, how, how much you willing to pay, man? How much you willing to pay? That's how much damage you're gonna dish. And like, like you said, you usually yeah. kind of the, at, near that end game, you you got the cash, you got the cash. You throw yeah. it, you throw it down, 
and he's dropping some bombs. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. In, in that, all of these things that we talk about, Final Fantasy X is just like what makes it so such a such a memorable game. It, these just these little things, like that's what that that's what makes this game, I think, so uh, so good. I mean, w- when we talk about ten. There, there's a part of 10 that when I hammer on 13 about absolutely just railroading you, um, 10 does that a, a little bit at the beginning. Like, there's not really an open world. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty lit, pretty linear, actually. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah, it's obviously just different. And those, those, I don't think that those two are even in the same ballpark as far as game quality goes but mm-hmm. there there definitely is a a linear um a, a little bit of a railroading that is that is occurring it, it, it's a it's a little bit more exploratory i feel than 13 was uh in the beginning and all the way up yeah. until you're trying to leave pulse um but yeah you know it, yeah, it's, I, I, I agree it's, it's a weird thing like so, some games can do that linear kind of story well and some can't like for like for me, as long as there's good gameplay and I feel like I'm getting good character development, I, I'm having like a fun time. It, I'm okay with it, but it does. It certainly does feel like there are like those Final Fantasy games where they, they try to kind of stick you into that linear gameplay, and you, it's just it's not fun, and like you're not seeing character development. You feel like you're grinding, and it, it just doesn't work. So sometimes they get it right, yeah. sometimes they don't. Yeah, ten. I mean, it is a game they got it right. Scoot. Yeah, no, uh, I was going to say the same thing, but uh, you know me, give me my uh, my full globe world to fly around in my little ship or whatever, and mm-hmm. I'm happy. Uh, yep. And they did that in 10, but in a weird way. Uh, so I was totally okay with how the uh, how linear it was just kind of running through the main story. Yeah. Um, but uh, one, one last thing I really wanted to just touch on is that uh, the music in this game, if you enjoy soundtracks, check it out. Uh, it is definitely again kind of a top five easy top three for me as uh final fantasies go yeah and it 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 definitely has some great tracks well and and it was um yeah this because the first i mean i don't i don't know when they started switching to actual symphony music but the earlier games was much more the bit music and i mean bit or synth or yeah you know whatever kind of instruments but it's it's more video game yeah to my ears it is a little bit yeah that's what i like yeah and this one got away from it a bit but the melodies the the again the hymn of the faith you know uh thing and then there was just so many good tracks in there that i still listen to to this day on playlists just for you know study or work music just kind of in the background so um definitely recommend checking it out Mm -hmm. do you guys think that voice acting as a whole because we've talked about the the goods and the bads as a whole increased the value of this game or do you think that this game should have held out until they kind of figured it out a little bit more Uh, personally all, all for it all for the voice acting i i for the most part, if, if done correctly, voice acting helps to helps to develop the characters a lot. It, it shows a different element to the characters. Yeah, um, it entirely does. I mean, the emotion that you get behind voices versus text is totally changes how it comes across. So um, even if they were going to fall flat on their face, I think they had to do it. Yeah. Uh, this was the generation leap, you know, it was graphically and storytelling wise. It was, it had to be a leap. Um, I don't know if it was as big of a, uh, you know, kind of shot in the dark as the original final fantasy number one, you know, with the studio on the line basically, but, uh, it definitely was a jump into an unknown area for them. And I do agree with you guys. I think that it is, it greatly increases the, uh, game itself. Um, I just was curious to see if there was any dissenting opinions about that. I would have loved to have seen the quality of voice acting that we saw in 12, if we could have seen yeah. that level yeah. of quality in 10. Um, right. and, and I know it's just, it's a learning process, right? It's, it, it is what it is, but that would have been cool at some day when they remake 10 or w- whatever, 
they'll have different voice actors and they'll have they'll they'll nail it um like like i said i thought seymour was unbelievable waka was i mean kind of a clown um <laughs> titus oh, no. was with his laughing scene with and yuna's laughing scene very memorable very memorable for all the wrong reasons but you know there was definitely some great like regardless if for those small moments though the voice acting did a great job and actually i i've always thought that when titus is telling the story as the narrator he does um, way better oh as my the gosh oh yes. the, night and day it's like this yes. is awesome yeah because and he I, has that inflection of um he, ha he has the benefit of of hindsight right um and he's just he's able to talk through it as just like a narrator instead of, you know, is the moment of him being a goof. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and again, you know, it, it, it this was back when voice acting wasn't really a thing for video games uh, on consoles, especially. So I imagine getting top talent wasn't uh, you're not going to get George Clooney to, to play Arn or something. <laughs> not oh, yet. Man. What a great character. <laughs> it's it's coming. It's coming. Oh. Yeah. That would be... Chris Hemsworth. Coming to Final Fantasy XVI. <laughs> Christopher Walk. <laughs> oh, yeah. As Seymour. Oh, that would be great. You're not uh, coming no, over this mountain. <laughs> not today. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Um... All right, so hey, we've talked about we've talked about some uh, characters. We talked about the story briefly, but we talked about more battle mechanics. Um, we talked about some of the uh, side quest and game and stuff like that. I think that we do a part two for this and just talk about the story itself because there's a lot to unpack with that story. Um, yeah, we could probably fold in X2 story along with that. I feel like in a show, and that would that would be good because they both you gotta touch on both. You of them. do, yeah. So before, like, I, I want to make sure that there isn't like any other parts of the mechanics uh, that we leave out uh, that are important. Um, what other parts of Final Fantasy X are there that we've talked about? Music, we've talked about visuals, we've talked about battles including the summons, side games, uh, or excuse me, side quest and mini games, um, characters. Is there anything that we're really missing that when we talk about Final Fantasy X, it's like, oh, and that, that's something that really jumps out. Is there anything you guys can think of? Cause I, I don't want to, don't want to leave, uh, not talking about something that was vital uh, or game-changing to the Final Fantasy series. Dice, but, I, do you have anything that jumps out immediately to you? Um, uh, no, nothing comes to mind. I, I mean, I, I definitely remember, though, for the, for its time, like, it, it was it was a very well critically acclaimed game. I, I believe it won several awards, actually, and I, I don't remember, I don't recall the awards off the top of my mind, but I, I, I feel like I remember like getting several awards that year when it came out. Yeah, uh, it, I, man, that was back when, uh, oh gosh, what were those shows on like G2 or G, what was that TV G, uh, station? G, yeah, I remember. Um, and Attack of the Show mm -hmm. and, you yep. know, they had all these, oh Olivia man, those Lund. were good days. Yeah, I, I think it probably did win a few awards. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, yeah, and, I, and, I'm, and but, I'm just, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. So it, it won, it won the best game award for the Japan Game Awards, won best story, best role-playing game awards uh it's got like a couple other like random stuff but i don't know why that popped out to me but it it did <laughs> yeah i i don't um i don't think there's anything else huge to say to you know make people want to play it I, I was just trying to think of anything uh on the other side of the coin as far as why shouldn't you play it um if you're looking for a classic final fantasy this is not quite it uh, you should definitely look at six or you know something like that um, if you want more of the the 2d graphics and that kind of stuff um, it is um, it's definitely yeah, more of that science uh, more of the dystopian um, mm -hmm. 
yeah the religious aspect is yeah. huge in this story and it's not as yeah. kingdoms and fantasy and like those no. early final no. fantasies yeah the setting is weird it's like it's a very water-based kind of earth yeah um, i think i think world. they yeah i think they based the game like like when they were trying to get inspiration like i want to say like off like japan like okinawa or something okay that makes sense yeah, but, it uh, was clearly because it's it's a very like Scoot said water based yeah uh, world and water plays such an important uh, role in the whole game. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, um, but other really other big things that we miss. I mean, you know, I think the laughing scene that that basically sums <laughs> up the game. <laughs> that sums up all the bad things, but uh, so many good yes. things. <laughs> so many good things that go along with that game and. Uh, I think we talked about in a previous story or a previous show that if you are looking to get into Final Fantasy, this is not a bad one to get into to start with. Yeah, it doesn't have some of those original 2D like OG stuff, um, but this is one that I feel like can hook somebody um, because like a final telling somebody, hey, start with Final Fantasy one. They're going to they're going to play, you know, a couple hours and be like, I'm good. Um, This is dumb. But because this is honestly it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, it didn't age well. No. But to, knowing the uh, knowing Final Fantasy X like we do now, um, and it, it's a great game to start with. It's a great one to get your feet wet with. Uh, it's a great one to break into the series with because of all of the things that we talked about. Sphere Grid. That's the last thing we got to talk about. Sphere Grid. I can't believe we didn't talk about the sphere grid. Yeah, the leveling system. Uh, it was a beautiful thing uh, as far as the ability to make whatever character class you wanted for any of the characters. You could, uh, they obviously each had their own spot on the board that you were supposed to kind of follow and build mm-hmm. out a dragoon, build out a paladin, build out a white mage, build out a summoner, blah, blah, blah. But if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. You could do anything you wanted, and especially towards the end of the game, everybody pretty much was everything. I mean, you, you had to jump around the board, so. Yeah, and you and the board, like, you had the ability, like you said, there was a, there was a clear path for each character as to which way that they should go, but you didn't necessarily had, have to go that way. And you could teleport yeah. to, like, different areas and... You know, there were parts of the board that were really tough to get to because of the the, the locks, uh, the sphere grid locks, the level locks. Um, but at, as a leveling system, I I really, in, really enjoyed that one. I thought that that one, it's kind of like the license board in 12. Um, it gives mm-hmm. you some autonomy. It allows you to control as, you know, you see fit like i said there is a there's a path that is laid out um that is fairly obvious but if the next time you go through the game you're like i'm i won't i'm gonna do something a little crazy i'm gonna make this game a little bit harder and i'm going to play this a little bit different in the sphere grid you have that opportunity to do that and i think that that's uh pretty cool it's one of my favorite leveling systems yeah dice uh I'm, i'm assuming you enjoyed it with the uh i did the silence. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. I, uh, yeah, like I said, Cole, it, it does definitely remind me of the Final Fantasy 12 leveling system, which I, I also enjoyed that one. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm always a little torn about the games that allow you to kind of bu- build the character you want. I, I almost mm-hmm. kind of do prefer when they kind of have characters that, okay, th- this is clearly your, your magic user. This guy's your, your tank. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it goes both ways, I guess it is. It is fun to be able to take Lulu and build her into like a physical tank type t- character. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, I, and, and you, and you have the option. You have, you have the option to, to, to stay loyal to that. Yeah. So I, I you know, know I, you're not supposed to. But you know <laughs> deep, you're not supposed deep, deep to. Down, <laughs> deep down, you know, you know you're supposed to stay loyal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, and that, I think that bounces back to what we talked about last time with the three-party system and old D&D tropes and ma- having, making sure that everybody has 
you know, you always have that party full. But in, I mean, in in, in uh, ten, you're kind of it's kind of like you have six people on the battlefield at any given time. Mm. You know, because you're if able you to, want, yeah, if you want, so yeah, um, yeah. Well, um, next time we're gonna talk more about the story because there's a lot to unpack with the story. I think it's one of the better Final Fantasy stories. Uh, it's it's very it evolves very well and it progresses very well yeah so yeah it really does it, it, it's uh one of those that is you don't know what's going on for the longest time and then a lot of the puzzle pieces start to come into play yeah towards the end and uh it it it's it's good it all it all works it it reminds me a little bit of fight club when you have that moment in fight club where you're like Oh my gosh! In a way, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a way, you kind of have not that quite moment. as drastic. Nah, yeah, not but, not quite as drastic, but but, but similar. Yeah, very mm-hmm. similar. Yeah, cool. Dice, any parting words, my man? If you haven't played Final Fantasy X, go play it. I loved it. It's a great game. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's on the Switch, and I'm pretty sure it's on the PS5, and it's on Xbox or PS. It's in the PlayStation Store. It's on the Switch Store, and it's also in the Xbox Store too. Metacritic gives it 92 out of 100. Metacritic knows what it's doing. Mm. Go play it. All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate it. We got people who are just following along right now, listening to us on Twitch. So thank you so much. Uh, for that, you can follow us at Canary Podcast on Twitter. Um, love to interact with people. It's super cool. Comment, like, subscribe. Yeah, do all whatever it is. Just make us, you know, like make us feel good about ourselves in this. And uh, <laughs> that's, you know, we just need every now and again, you just need to throw somebody in Attaboy. Uh, it's uh, it's, an winter, it's bone. the wintertime lulls, man. You need a little pat on the back. That is true. So. Anyway, um, thank you to you guys for, you know, being so flexible and doing these. I mean, we, we got onto the show today. It's like, well, what do you guys want to talk about? Well, we got a few things. Well, let's do 10. Okay. So appreciate you guys' flexibility. No problem. Oh, happy to be here. It's, yeah, it is fun. So, uh, next week we'll probably right for, Oh, Christmas Eve. Christmas, the Christmas Uh-oh. Eve. Uh, is, is it going to be a Christmas miracle and surprise the fans with an episode? <laughs> oh, man. We'll, we'll see. That is a big <laughs> ask. But <laughs> Lord knows I'm not going anywhere in this. So, uh, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, um, next next time we'll talk a little bit about 10-2 or not. Well, 10-2 as well as 10, uh, that story. So. Thank you so much, um, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. And that being said, guys, it's been real. Oh, it's been fun. Oh, it's been real fun, man. He, you, he let you, he let you have that. I wanted, one, I wanted to he give us a scoop. Like I was given. I was. Yeah, it's like a softball pitch. It's like a softball pitch just floating there. Hey, uh, the home run. <laughs> Scoot to end this. Yeah. Give me Titus's laugh. <laughs> All right, have a good one, guys. <laughs>